This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. The 47th iteration of the International Bamboo Organ Festival comes a little later than usual, but the celebration is certainly worth the wait. After last year's completely virtual concert, the participating groups were able to come together to record in person. The fact of this joyous reunion is reflected not only in this year's lineup, but also in the sense of joy and fulfillment that washed over the festival's artists. So attest today's guests, Dr. Beverly Shang Quan Cheng, conductor of the Viencico Vocal Ensemble and the Manila Baroque Ensemble, and Dr. Armando Salarza, artistic director and titular organist of the IBOF and conductor of the Las Piñas Boys Choir. But we are not out of the woods yet, and this year's festival must, again, be streamed online. Nonetheless, even that presents opportunities, and the festival organizers take advantage by featuring the organs of St. Scholastica's College and San Beda University, as well as aspects of the Las Piñas bamboo organ not usually seen by the audience. The 47th IBOF is, in many ways, unique making the most of virtual and on-site performance, and looking back to our Baroque heritage, and even forward to posterity. Doctors Beverly Shang Quan Cheng and Armando Sararza will tell us more about that, but first, music from last year's festival. Here is the Viencico Vocal Ensemble under Dr. Beverly Shang Quan Cheng in Johann Christian Bach's Es ist nun aus. Yes. 
were really hoping to somehow have more live elements this year. Of course, we had to be practical and not jump to the possibility of having a live audience in front of us. So we were really hoping that the musicians could somehow come together and have it recorded and still shown online. But the actual act of music making would be done together. I was very, very happy that even if our recordings actually had to take several months, for instance, like the first recording happened, I think in November, and then the last recording happened late February because we had to also consider the cases in Metro Manila with the situation of COVID. And so there was some postponement of recordings, but nevertheless, we were able to make it happen. So I think this is like the best scenario that we could hope for for this year. But of course, during the planning, we couldn't really set things in stone. We were just really happy that we were able to do what we wanted to do. Of course, I'm dealing also with the boys' choir. So it's more delicate. You need the permission of, first of all, the parents before we can uh, go on and meet face to face. Fortunately, it's kind of a blessing that when we were practicing online, they were ready somehow for the actual recording face-to-face. So it's just somehow arranged in the time schedule that, okay, we practice online up to the point that we know all the notes and we will meet face-to-face if it's permitted to know and learn the musicality of it and then record. So it's somehow a challenge, but uh, there's still a guidance that we were not left behind. This year, the Bamboo Organ Festival seems to have dedicated more energy to virtual promotion, as it were. Not only Facebook posts, but also documentaries about the Bamboo Organ and Padre Diego Serra. Since online, you can do a lot more than rather having a live concert. Here you can show things that cannot be shown or cannot be seen during a live concert. Like you cannot see inside the organ case of the bamboo organ. You cannot showcase different organs from different places. But you can do much more when you present it online and you really reach wider, if not worldwide, Yeah, wider audience, as Sir Armando says, more possibilities in giving the audience a tour of the backstage as well. It's beyond what they usually see. What else can they know? These are the additional possibilities. During the pandemic, you did not want to stay idle. You were hoping that maybe you could still learn new things. How has virtual performing informed your performance now? One face-to-face meeting is equivalent to at least two months of online. This is somehow a challenge for them and of course an advantage that they really sing on their own. Because in a group, you see some of the boys, especially the new ones, they are clinging on to the old members and uh, opening their mouth even though there's no sound coming out. So the, the imitation is there. Here, online, they have to do it. Either they sing it off pitch, they have to do it and hear for themselves, okay, that was not good. And they criticize and they repeat again until they get it. And I think that's the positive thing that happened during the online um, rehearsals. They 
became uh, confident in their singing. And when uh, we meet face to face, you can really hear their voice, really, that it has grown. The experience of difficulty during the pandemic, it adds to your experience. The growth is there. Yeah, I really do agree with Sir Armando that it forces us to grow as individuals. When you are dependent on being together, sometimes you tend to not prioritize your own individual musicality, but now they do not have that option. Particularly for this recording with Bidensiko, I could sense that they came very prepared. Somehow there's this additional element of professionalism that they learned because you cannot really rely on hours of rehearsal anymore for our choirs, right? But like, how can you be more self-sufficient? Like, how can you teach yourself to kind of be able to contribute the best that you can give so that when you all come together, everybody gives their best? And that's how you make the most out of the time that you have together since the time we have is quite short. We actually rehearsed and recorded the same night. Prior to that, we did have a Zoom session wherein we talked about the music and we also gave very specific markings for their score to help them in their preparation. What I noticed, though, is that the advantage of learning how to do things by yourself during this pandemic is something that you see very clearly in their music. However, one of the things that I think these choir members struggle with is that element of that lack of fulfillment that they usually get out of coming together as a community. So I think it's a mental and emotional kind of difficulty. In fact, when these singers came together for our recording, one of them, after the recording, sent me a message and said, you know, I am just really, really grateful that we could have this time together because I was kind of beginning to lose myself. Like I was starting to question, why is it that I continue to do music when I can't really do it the same way that I wish that I could do before, right? So this was a very precious, precious gift, I believe, that was given to these people, even though it was just one evening. Were you practicing or recording during that time, Sir Armando, when the choir came? And they were so noisy. <laughs> they were just so happy to be with each other. And thank God Sir Armando is very patient. <laughs> practicing during that time. We purchased singers' masks from this local company, and they make the masks in such a way that when you sing, the masks don't move. So they're very secure. They have enough space, like right in front, so it's not very close to your mouth. The sound is actually still very good. It's not really muffled, but of course for pronunciation, we'll have to kind of like give a little bit more for the consonants. Last year's program highlighted the organ and the repertoire that was more conducive to a virtual stage. What will this year's program highlight? Will there be a similar thrust? Or has it evolved from that to reflect the fact that you were able to record live? Yes, this edition of the Bamborgan Festival will definitely include more of chamber music since we are not that limited to solo performance. So we will have the strings and concerto for organ and violin. And another instrument, the cello with the positive organ. And for two organs, 
the bamboo organ and the pipe organ at the St. Scholasticus College. Additional to that, and we've used the bamboo organ with the harpsichord. Yes, we're going to play the Solaire Double Concerto for harpsichord and organ. And to me, it is an absolute privilege to be able to play with Sir Armando. That was one of the highlights of my recordings this year. And it's also been a while since I played on the keyboard, since I've been concentrating on conducting the past years. And we also have the Manila Baroque Ensemble with Renato Lucas on the cello. And we are going to be performing Vivaldi Concerto for organ and violin. This one features Christian Tan, the violinist, and Sir Renato Lucas will also be playing Bach Sonata Viola da Gamba with Sir Armando. I played the harpsichord when I was doing grad school in the U.S., but I don't think that I had done it after coming to the Philippines. I actually already forgot that I play <laughs> until it was actually during a meeting that we had in the program committee for this festival that Sir UD Palaruan, who was part of the committee, actually said, oh, you can play. And I said, oh yeah, I, I forgot that I could play. So, I mean, I'm just very happy for the opportunity. Once you start playing, everything kind of comes back to you. It just felt like home. I mean, I always see myself primarily as a keyboard player and then secondary a conductor because I started playing actually when I was two and then I started conducting when I was in college. So somehow my history with the keyboard is so much longer, although I focused on piano playing until I did some continual courses in grad school where I then played the harpsichord for about two years. The repertoire choice is really rooted on the situation, like how many people can come together to perform and what repertoire could we feature in a way that's also diverse, would catch the attention of online listeners. Online listeners could pretty much just stop watching and then go to something different, right? I think that alone already dictates what kind of repertoire we do. We also have San Beda. That is a major consideration in the repertoire of the Villancico Vocal Ensemble as well. So we decided to perform a piece by Charles Stanford, romantic English composer, his setting of Magnificat, because the organ in San Beda would be able to really bring out the flavor of that kind of music. We have also two organs. Beside the bamboo organ, there is the one at the chapel in uh, St. Scholastica's College. And of course, the pipe organ at San Beda, which was recently renovated, which is to have uh, two manuals. Now it has three manuals and a very nice electric action and bigger sound with the swell box. We have also other performers. We were able to prepare for my students at the St. Scholastica's College. We don't want history to repeat itself, wherein we have a lot of pipe organs and there is a lot of organists. The organ at St. Scholastica is a two-manual organ, really fit for mostly Baroque repertoire. Very typical of a Baroque with the positive place at the back of the organist. If you can imagine, the organist is playing facing the console, and then at the back of the organist, there is another organ work, which is smaller than the great 
which is the positive, and that's what they call it, root positive, the positive at the back of the organs. This reminds me of the organs that I've played in Europe. The positive, even it's small, it really speaks very well. The one also in San Vega has been transformed into a romantic three-manual organ and beautiful. Seldom that you get a, an instrument with this kind of sounds from a romantic organ. The organ is bigger in the sense that you have many stops. And in a romantic, you have more of the foundation. If I say a foundation, it's more of the eight-foot stops. That is the sound that you compare when you play the piano. If you play middle A, it's the same sound. If you have a four-foot, then the four-foot sound will make the pitch octave higher. Two-foot, it's two octaves higher. So a typical romantic organ, it has more of eight-foot stop registers, which makes this sounding more in volume than rather in colors. Because in the romantic, you need more of this from pianissimo to fortissimo effect. In order to attain that, you need more of the uh, eight-foot stops to make it sound gradually louder and then softer. That is when you have the additional third manual, where you have most of the swell work, wherein you have most of the eight-foot stops that you can control, so to say, making crescendo and decrescendo using a swell box, a sweller. So imagine all the pipes on the third one, on the swell, is enclosed in a box, and then with the shutter that you can control through the pedal, you can open it and close it to have this kind of soft and loud effect. Besides adding to the stops to make it louder or softer when you omit some of the stops. You can couple it to other manuals, making it more louder if you want. From the swell, you have the choir and then you have the grate. So you have the third the second and the first manual. So you can couple it all to the first manual so you can get the tutti sound. The reason also behind San Beda is Father Maramba. Yes. Father Maramba became my piano teacher when I was in high school. And I go weekly to him to San Beda. At the same time, he's also an organ teacher. He was an harpsichordist, organist, you name it, composer, everything in one. Father Maramba also had formal training in Europe. So you can imagine that it was a blessing for me to have him as a teacher in this kind of repertoire in the Baroque, that you have somebody to, to teach you very well, correctly, how to interpret Baroque also in organ playing, but that was not much because before I know it, I was already sent to study in Europe. I had a few lessons with him on the pipe organ, and you can imagine that he really is the one who is playing during the services at San Beda Abbey. And just the idea of him requesting to renovate and make the organ somehow stereophonic, it reminds you of him. And uh, whenever I play during those concerts, it's really 
an inspiration to think of him and what uh, beautiful instruments that came out because of his works and of his passion in organ music up to now still an inspiration
That was Dr. Armando Salarza on the organ of St. Scholasticus College performing Johann Sebastian Bach's Toccata in C Major, BWV 564. Earlier, we heard the Viencico Vocal Ensemble under Dr. Beverly Shang-Kwan Cheng in Johann Christian Bach's Es ist nun aus. Last year's International Bamboo Organ Festival highlighted various organs and Viencico. This year, we are delighted to hear once more the Manila Baroque Ensemble. To hear more about that, do join us again next week. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.